Welcome to Would You Rather with our very special guest, Mr. Jarvis Sheffield, proud graduate and professor of Tennessee State University, entrepreneur, husband, father, administrator of the Black Science Fiction Society, which is how we hooked up and so much more. Uh, this week, we will be discussing two films, Outside the Wire and Stowaway. If you like this episode, please click that thummy thing below and subscribe to our channel. Thank you. Mr. Sheffield, thank you again for joining us. All right. Thank you for inviting me. This is really exciting. Yeah, right. All right. How's, how is uh, life in Tennessee these days? Always want to know. Caroline's in Florida. I'm in New York. We like to get the temperature of uh, different locations. Uh, how is it with the plague sort of ending now and all of that? Well, it's still a little uh, touch and go here in Tennessee in terms of um, COVID. You know, you have uh, probably about 30% of the people have been inoculated and mm. probably about 30% of are not wearing their masks, <laughs> have not been wearing their masks. I'd rather be safe than sorry, you know? Absolutely. I, I, <laughs> I hope there are more thinking like you. Uh, how about that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, think that's, I think that's a really, really good attitude. You know, Florida's attitude is we'd rather be economically successful than sorry. Yeah, and I think that's where we're kind of dancing between now with some of the uh, restrictions being lifted, I feel like they're being lifted a little early. And so mm. that's also opening up opportunity for resurgences and more people to get sick. And like I said, I'd rather just be safe than sorry, even with um, having events. We still have events and things like with, uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas, we had six people over, family members. But mm. as you came through the door, you were handed your care packet with your with your mask, with your hand sanitizer, with your wipes, everything. And we had uh, social distancing in the house. Um, yeah. Um, and I have a we have a a, a decent sized house, so everyone kind of had a chance to spread out. And so mm. we actually made a, a a a kind of a joke of it. So. If you sneezed or coughed, get ready because you're about to get sprayed with some disinfectant <laughs> in the immediate area. All right, so let's uh, let's move on to talking. Actually, let's let's talk a little bit about you, Jarvis. I, I gave you, you know, the the quick the quick <laughs> <laughs> intro of you because you do so much. These are the consequences of undiagnosed ADHD, doing just too much stuff all the time. <laughs> but <laughs> but. Um, I'm privileged to, to be able to um, uh, work with young people at Tennessee State University, which is the HBCU. I'm the coordinator of the media centers for both downtown campus and main campus. And uh, we deal with all the videos and DVDs and recording and things of that nature, technology for like classrooms. So that's my day job. So I'm, I'm a, I get to play with, with fun educational toys and teach others how to, how to do the same. Mm. Um, and so also I am the uh, director of the diversity track with DragonCon. And that's been a wonderful uh, experience. DragonCon normally has like 80, I think the, on the ground, the last one we had 85,000 people at DragonCon. So that was, it was amazing. It kind of just takes over Atlanta 
mm. and for five days. And it's just, I told someone it was like having um, Ready Player One uh, in real life. So with all <laughs> those characters running around every direction, yeah. that's what Dragon Con looks like. And I'm going to move on to something else. Okay, Black Science, Science Fiction Society. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of stuff. Black Science Fiction Society um, is a um, online network of people around the world that like uh, science fiction, Black people and our friends and family that like science fiction. And so over the 13 years that we've been doing it, uh, we've been able to do two anthologies. We're working on the third. We have a magazine. We did a, a radio show for about six years. We kind of took a hiatus since COVID and have been able to participate in dozens of different conventions around uh, the US. So that's been a great experience. Um, and more recently, um, I'm um, a recipient of the Kate Wilhelm um, Solstice Award. And so, which is like a, a lifetime achievement award for science fiction. And that's an award that both Carl Sagan has won you know, that did uh, Cosmos years ago, sure. um, kind of the precursor to Neil deGrasse Tyson on that right. show, and Octavia Butler, Nisi Shaw, and so joining wow. those, just being mentioned in the same sense with Octavia Butler, just has me over the moon. <laughs> and lastly, I'm working, trying to complete this doctorate within the next year or so. In education, I've been doing research on utilizing online video games as educational tools. Wow. I think now you're on Would You Rather. So it's just like a career, a career high after. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. I, lo I love that that you end with, you know, on my side note, uh, I'm getting a doctorate. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean, like, hey, I'm playing catch up with my wife. She completed hers uh, last year. Oh, and okay. So yeah, she's Dr. Sheffield, and I'm Mr. Sheffield, so I'm trying trying to play catch up. Why don't you just take us home, uh, Jarvis? What what made you pick these two films, Outside the Wire and uh, Stowaway? Okay, well, with um, uh, Outside the Wire, pretty much anything Anthony Mackie's in, I'm, I've been watching. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so right, I, so I gave it a chance, and it actually was really surprising that it was it was really in-depth I thought it was just going to be like a, a a quick you know a bunch of explosions and <laughs> special effects but it actually had an interesting story sir looking for Captain Leo you must have really messed up if they sent you to Leo well Ooh. I feel like these are very of the now I mean, if you look at outside the wire and it, it's just all about like, how much are we entrusting essentially our military to to things that we can't control? So this is this is actually not like an onion headline. This is uh -huh. wired a science magazine is asking mm. are AI powered killer robots inevitable. They also have another um, piece about the Pentagon you know, letting AI weapons essentially. So it's, it's exactly basically the plot, <laughs> except it's it's Anthony Mackie instead of, you know, these drawer. I'm curious if you liked, so did you like both of these movies? Char I would just love to hear 
And you too, Bruce, since you guys are both Black Science Fiction Society, did you feel like these movies did the subject matter justice? Because these are two like very real themes, right, in, in the zeitgeist. Um, I think... I, I, um, it, Sorry, oh, I was going to defer to you. Go ahead, Jarvis, because oh. uh, you're the professor. I, as far as far <laughs> as if the if the movies do any scientific justice, I obviously you know have my opinions on the movies. I, I liked watching both of them, but I'll go to you for scientific justification. Okay, <clears throat> not sure why that is, but <laughs> I think um, it's very very interesting in terms of uh, believability and probability. Um, mm. But I'm concerned because I think it's kind of like a, a update on Terminator and both on the movie and in the AI technology in real world. I was telling my wife, I was like, this is, Terminator was, um, I, I was hoping it was entertainment, not a how-to manual. Some of this stuff, it was in a lot more, well, all of this started off in science fiction. Um, and I tell people it's, um, I think it was Eisenhower that said, today's science fiction is tomorrow's science fact. And that's kind of true where you have uh, things that you've seen in Star Trek or whatever, the, the flip phone or the communicator became a flip phone, the flat mm -hmm. screen, the tablet, computer. So even the 3D printer was, you know, based off a replicator on Star Trek, which uh, the main company called MakerBot, it's 3D printer is called the replicator. <laughs> Oh, and I didn't so, know that. That's cool. Uh, oh, yeah. I have one at school. That's hot. No. But, <laughs> <laughs> but all of this, this stuff is probable and can happen in the future. Because like I said, stuff that we see in sci-fi, it gets people's minds going in terms of how can we make this happen for real? And as we see those sci-fi artifacts, so now things uh, in real life, as an example, um, uh, Jesse Russell created the technology for the cell phone. He's a graduate of Tennessee State University. And mm -hmm. that uh, communicator is now something we walk around with all day, every day, the cell phone. And so having that character, that technology actually reach that level is definitely prob probable. And, and it's just a matter of time before it actually reaches that level. Because as just look at, uh, I'm not sure if you guys have an Echo or uh, Google Mini. Those things are amazing. Those are yeah, like sci-fi objects in um, cartoons and sci-fi things when I was a kid. Now we have them sitting on our desk. You talk well, to it and it does stuff. I yeah. yeah, I yeah, don't for that one. very don't. reason. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, me neither. Exactly, exactly. Oh, I'm a that technophile, so... And I work with technology and media all the time. So I have to kind of experiment. Some stuff you won't know how to operate unless you just proficiently, unless you have it. So I have both of them to kind of test them out and stuff. So, uh, and know what to look out for. <laughs> and it's, it's really interesting um, um, seeing this stuff develop. So when I was watching this movie, I was like, yeah, this is, it, I, this is amazing. When he when you found out that he was a robot. You're up. You're commanding officer. Let me give you 60 seconds to deal with it. The it AI in this cool. movie, I mean, the tech in this movie was cool. It was Effects. amazing. It was amazing. And I really enjoyed the film. Cool. Cool. And then, of course, Stowaway asks the question that Elon Musk 
just kind of flippantly asked, which is, yeah, well, a bunch of people will probably die uh, when we're trying to head to Mars, which of course is what the movie is about. <laughs> but uh, with Stowaway, I liked Stowaway. Um, there were just a couple of problems I had with Stowaways. <laughs> just a couple? Just, yeah, exactly. just, just, just a couple. Just, just well, let me say a few. <laughs> First mm. of all, you know, going to space with no backups <laughs> of your key systems. Uh, from what I understand, with uh, with shuttles, you have at least seven redundant backups of different computer systems. And then there was only one <laughs> for the main that keeps you alive. That was kind of unrealistic. I think the guy <laughs> then, falling out of the the room was a little unrealistic. It's like, I'm just here to twist this screw. Oops. Uh, I'm, I'm now sent I, to Mars. I was, like, I was I, I'm amazed that they, I don't think they gave me a, a sufficient reason why he was there in the first place. Never. <laughs> never. never I, I, did, I, did I miss a it. sentence? <laughs> Or something that somebody mentioned, but okay, he just fell out and it was like he was in there. It wasn't like okay, he was working on something, fell asleep, he was working on something, got hit in the head. He was just it there. was like it was like it's the title Lord. of the movie. It was like Home Alone where the manager counts the number of people on the crew and is like, Okay, everyone's accounted for, and like leaves and, the little boy alone. And generally, generally stowaways are trying to be on the ship to get away. He wasn't even trying to be on that. That's what I kept waiting. I kept waiting for the big reveal of like he had a plan. You know what I mean? And he's going to Mars because it'll get his sister out. One part too, it's a, it made me, it, uh, that I didn't like, it kind of made him look really incompetent. That's the only black representation we have on this film. And it's mm. this incompetent guy that's stuck in the point, <laughs> stuck in the panel and falling out. It was that was kind of hard to swallow, and then they spent an hour deciding how or why they're going to kill him. Oh my it, god! It, oh my it, god! It, so I mean, we're laughing about this now. Like my wife, uh, like I dragged the family to watch this movie because I actually mm -hmm. liked the movie. Uh, mm -hmm. th there's problems with it, obviously, and yeah. like why the whole thing at the end with the why did you have to go outside? Why? <laughs> Like there, there's there's problems with the movie. Like why didn't they turn around? There's uh, there's all sorts of problems with the movie. But what uh, what I did like about the movie is the the interaction of the characters, and I thought all four of them were really well played. Right. Right. Um, <clears throat> Uh, and I and I enjoyed them together. But there were these lingering <laughs> questions oh, yeah. that were sort of Those like questions. Well, I also thought, you know, Tony Collette's supposed to be this badass captain. I don't think she could get through a sentence without crying. And I was like, how did you even get through boot camp? I mean, oh trying to get over the wall. And, you know, I, just, I just don't know. I just can't even. I don't. I was like, who are you? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Tony yeah. Collette felt like the guest star on Kojak. Um, in this movie a little bit. I'm, I'm making a reference for, you know, you guys probably get it, but maybe our younger viewers don't. But she, she and, and I really like Tony Collette. She got the and of this movie and Tony Collette. And I think they brought her in for like two weeks and shot her scenes and she was like, you know, 
going through it and then left and was like oh oh that's what the movie oh oh okay right right gotcha gotcha okay well cool i hope my stuff fits in (laughs) but you know uh all that aside like i said i really enjoyed the interplay of the characters i like the my favorite character was actually dr kim two years is a long time to be away but this is the opportunity of a lifetime i can learn fast ready yeah i'm ready taking the first steps to being able to call Mars a second home. He's dedicated. He's going to prove that we can, you know, terraform Mars. And then he has to give it all up to save them, to make enough oxygen for them to live. But if he kills this guy who's becoming close to him, I thought his character had the the the, the most interesting uh, emotional journey. So I was really following him. I was like, I, I know somebody's got to die. I hope it's not him. Like <laughs> that's that's it. I knew somebody had to buy it, um, and I was glad it wasn't him. <laughs> yeah, I was surprised. Yeah, with um, there was there were virtually no safety precautions. They were going out in space. They didn't have. They were t- tethered to each other. <laughs> they didn't. They didn't have anything connected them to the ship. And, yeah, yeah. Um, the really important thing that they're supposed to bring back just floats away. I was like, someone away. didn't handcuff that to them. I was, oh my god! Just threw, I just threw my hands up at that point. Tie that to the <laughs> utility belt. I was like, maybe you should have, you know, hooked that in. I don't. <laughs> my wife started screaming at that. Point. Yeah, that was when she started yelling, like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so a punch to the gut. (laughs) All right, let's get to some of our questions. We ask um, a couple of questions of uh, films every uh, week, uh, Jarvis. So, uh, first one is: Were there any black people in these movies? Oh, of course. (laughs) That was obvious. (laughs) Good, good. We made it on both of those, and Asians. We have a very prominent Asian character yeah. in Dr. Kim. His stowaway. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And, and not a, uh, uh, an archetype, I think, right? He was a real person who, like I said, went through the, I thought, the most uh, interesting emotional journey in the movie. Yeah, All right. He sacrificed a lot. I mean, to give up your life's work. But, you know, the, the alternative was to die, even though it didn't turn out to work anyway. But it's the fact that he was... <laughs> That he made, he turned that corner. It was like, okay, let me give this up for the greater good. Yeah, yeah. Um, then we do the Bechtel test, uh, which is: are any, uh, are there, do women have a conversation? Are they fully drawn characters? And I'll put it up on the screen. And it's not about a man. I was thinking about this. Do we have like a deep conversation between Sandra Bullock and and Tony Collette that? No, no, no it's Anna Kendrick. You're thinking of oh, Sandra Anna. Bullock because uh, sorry, it's gravity. Sorry, I do get the mix because up. it's just well, it's just the same movie. Let's just, <laughs> just throw the throw everything together. No, they definitely have. I think it passes the Bechdel test in the sense that they're not talking about you know romantic relationship. But I think where the movie falls down is it. it I, I don't know that the the female characters are particularly well-defined. I mean, again, I think Tony Collette was, was all tears. I mean, I think she was 98% tears in the movie, <laughs> which is shocking to me given like her, 
her job, right? <laughs> and then, and Anna Kendrick, I just, I don't know, like, why she was there, actually. I mean, she was like a doctor, okay? She was like, she was almost like this super, like, woman. It was like these weirdly idealized, like, stereotypes of women, I felt like. Mm. She's mm. like the caretaker, willing to die, like, also can, like, do, you know, like, does all the climbing, does all the, it's just kind of like, I can bring home the bacon, fry it up in a pan. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then Tony Collette just sits in the corner and cries. I don't think she did anything, this woman. So <laughs> there was that. And then outside the wire had, had just like the, the one missionary woman, I feel like, it was like there's nobody. Well, she was drone, sort of in the drone yeah. lady. I mean, yeah, like yeah. the pilot at, yeah. at the end. Yeah. Mm. So yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Not, like. not, not a lot of struggling. There's, there's, there's not a lot of uh, uh, strongly drawn female characters. I'll go with you. I love it. Fried up in the pan. I love it. We are, we are in it with our seventies <laughs> references today. Who's showing our age? Cool. All right. So that's uh, black people and Bechdel test. Um, how about we go to Florida now and then we'll ask the big question of the day. What's going on in Florida? Yeah, Caroline? what's going on in Florida? I did find because there's always there's always space stuff going on here. Security camera in Florida, because of course it's Florida, captures mysterious flying orbs of light. So I don't know if it's good. Yeah, look at that. That actually could just be a kite, you know, as I was thinking about that. <laughs> I, I was thinking, you know, are they sure that's a mystery or, you know, that's maybe a gender reveal party or something. But <laughs> I, you know, maybe that's Anthony Mackey trying to tell us something from, from across the world or whatnot. But cool. cool. All right, then. Well, let's get to the question of the day. Jarvis Sheffield, as our guest, we ask, which would you rather? Oh, uh, she's asking if you could please uh, subscribe and like this video. Thank you. Would you rather be trapped on the ship, uh, maybe as the stowaway, maybe as the crying <laughs> captain, maybe as uh, Dr. Kim? You can pick who you want to be, but you're trapped on that ship going to Mars. Or would you rather be, I guess, the younger guy, we got to say, right? Um, with Anthony Mackie sort of training you or trying to kill you or dragging you all over Africa <laughs> and Eastern I'd rather, Europe. I'd rather be Harp in um, Outside the Wire. Mm -hmm. His story was really engaging and it was kind of a redemption story for him, for his, for his character. And so that's why I like that because it did, he didn't, he changed throughout the film. He wasn't this uh, young cocky dude at the at the beginning with that didn't care about resp responsibilities and his mm -hmm. actions and so he kind of turned a turn a corner on that by the end of the movie Absolutely. i'll jump in <laughs> and thoroughly agree um though the one you know we were picking on stowaway for its unbelievability <laughs> they uh they threw this guy who sat in a box and flew drones into armed hand -hand. combat yeah immediately and he lived uh bruce getting thrown into armed combat it's gonna go bad it's gonna, it's gonna go bad so while i will while i take stowaway as well because i don't want to be trapped on a tin can going to mars um with some really strange people 
um, I, I, I will go stowaway, but with hesitation. I mean, mm. I mean, I will go outside the wire, but, but hesitantly because <laughs> I don't think it would go well for me. <laughs> um, mm. Caroline? I feel like we're, we're, we're here in both of these cases, right? It's like we've got climate change that's pushing us off this planet, and then we've got AI that we're using with abandon, and we don't even know kind of what's in it. So I feel like you know, we don't even have a choice. Nonetheless, yes, of course I would pick outside the wire because I would just hide the whole time. <laughs> and I wouldn't fall for Anthony Mackie's like, hey, could you just press that button back there? Press that button and, and release Take all off of my, my inhibitor. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I would do that. So mm -hmm. I think I would be just fine. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. All right. We 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 have almost we have unanimous consent here that uh, we we would all rather be uh, with Anthony Mackie uh, in Outside the Wire rather than trapped on the ship hurtling to Mars without life support. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Uh, that is our episode, Mr. Sheffield. Jarvis, what, what, uh, what's coming up for you? What can you take us out on that we should let our viewers know about that you're doing? Um, just to, uh, if you haven't already, to join us on Black Science Fiction Society, um, just join the site. It has, um, it's interactive like Facebook. You can post blogs. You can check out videos. You can join groups you can chat with other people throughout the day and find some really good books and comics and videos and things of that nature and so i want to encourage everybody to do that and then also shameless self-plug um, we have anthologies 24 short stories um in genesis one and likewise with genesis two nice and we also have genesis magazine so definitely check out the website join our groups and 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 find some great stuff to check out excellent excellent all right i think we've done it uh so thank you very much jarvis for being our guest on would you rather thank you so much this has been really fun yeah please come back and see us again another time <laughs> most definitely all right and congrats on the big the big win yeah awesome. that's amazing thank you so much Thank you so much. I told if I don't win anything else, I'm I'm done. This is great. I'm, I'm fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, in the same sentence with Octavia Butler. Yeah, you did it. You won. <laughs>